First off, let's get a couple things straight. My relationship with Bobby was strictly professional. He first joined the detective agency. Yeah, yeah, I'm a private eye. People say it's a funny profession for a dame. I don't listen to those people. Anyway, Bobby came on board a couple years back, fresh out of college. The old man assigned me to train him. The kid was a natural, quick eye, cool nerve, soaked up detective work like a sponge. Yeah, okay, he was good looking too, and a nonstop flirt. From time to time, I considered teaching him a thing or two beyond the detective biz, but we never crossed that line. Still, it hit me hard when one of the girls in clerical Mabel passed me the word. Brace yourself, kid. Bobby Teal is dead. What? How? Shot through the heart with a thirty-two Twice. Is this on the level? Took the call myself. The old man is in his office right now throwing a fit and punching the wall. When? Last night around ten. In the vacant lot at the corner of Hyde and Eddie. A beat cop heard the shots, found his body a few minutes later. By then the shooter was gone. This case is mine. Artists Ensemble Theatre presents Mysterious Journey, Theatre for the Mind. This episode, Who Killed Bobby Teal? A tough lady tracks a murderer as she retraces Bobby Teal's final lethal journey. Okay, Mabel, what else you got? Cops found the murder weapon, a thirty-two, about 15 feet away. Footprints? Are you kidding? It rained cats and dogs last night. Witnesses? Afraid not. The rainstorm kept people off the streets. Any idea what case he was working? I type his reports, don't I? Embezzlement. For three days, Bobby had been tailing a guy named Herb Whitman, partner at Ogden and Whitman. Lawyers? Real estate developers. Ogden's in charge of sales. Whitman handles the business end. Ogden found out his partner was cooking the books and rang the agency. Why not go straight to the cops? As a partner, Ogden is liable for the firm's losses. His lawyers advised him to locate the missing money before pressing charges. So he hires us. And Bobby got tagged to Shadow Whitman. Yeah. I'm real sorry, hon. I know you and him were tight. Hey, where you going? To see the old man and make sure I get this assignment. Then I'll need to see Bobby's case file. Meet you in clerical. And thanks, Mabel. Sure thing. I'm on the case. What do you got for me? First report is in that folder. I'm just finishing up the last one. There's only two because... He never got a chance to dictate the third. Done. You want a quick rundown? Fire away. Subject name Whitman, age 37, brown hair and eyes, clean shaven, 5'8", 150 pounds. The old man should make you a detective. Bite your tongue. Whitman and his wife have a swell apartment on Goff Street. No kids. The missus is about 30, short, blonde, a looker. Any lead on the embezzled money? Not that Bobby had uncovered. He'd been following Whitman, but it was dull stuff. Off to the office, out for lunch, back to work, home to the little woman. Strictly routine. Only... What? Bobby noted that Whitman seemed nervous, on edge, always stopping to look around. Yet Bobby was positive Whitman never spotted him. Something had Whitman spooked. Yeah. Day two on the job, Bobby's parked outside the Whitman place when he spots the wife leaving a taxi. Bobby stays put, his job is the husband, but he notes down the license number. Here it is. I'll check it out. So long, Mabel. You're the best. Don't tell me. Tell the old man! First stop was the offices of Ogden and Whitman in the Packard building. After sending in my card, I was ushered into a fancy office. Ogden was a year or two shy of 40, dark hair and eyes, maybe 5'10", and very impressed with himself. About time you... Oh, 
I beg your pardon. Do be seated. I didn't realize your agency employed... Women? Well, uh, yes. Other than in a clerical... Never mind. Have you come to report? I expected to hear from the other detective, uh, Mr. Teal. Mr. Teal was shot and killed last night. Killed? I don't understand. He was the client, so I forced myself to be polite and fill him in. Oh, you don't think... You don't suppose that Herb... Your partner? Herb Whitman? Is that what you think? I don't know what to think. I can't imagine Herb is a killer. Suppose Teal found where Whitman stashed the stolen money. Suppose Whitman realized that Teal was onto him. Under those circumstances, could Whitman have pulled the trigger? I suppose, in a moment of panic, but... When did you last see Whitman? Yesterday. We were both in the office all day. He left for home just before six, but I spoke with him on the phone later that night. When? About seven. He called me at home, said he was coming over to tell me something. I thought he was going to confess that maybe we could still straighten out this mess before it becomes public. And did he confess? He never showed up. His wife called, looking for him. When? Nearly ten. I'd stayed home all evening waiting for him, but he never... My God! What? Herb didn't come in today. If he's run, if he's gone, the money's gone. And I'm legally responsible for every red cent he stole. I left him frantically dialing his attorney while I headed to Whitman's home. What do you know? There was Detective Joseph Dean, homicide, just climbing the steps. Morning, Detective. You again? Every time I turn around. Just like a bad penny. What do you know about this mess? Not a thing. Just caught the assignment today. Why your boss insists on hiring a skirt? Say, what's your beef? You. Why? You drive me batty. Yeah? Yeah. Fine. So, uh, you wanna grab a bite sometime? What? You heard me. Give me a minute to change gear. Okay, maybe. What does that mean? It means maybe. Make a definite offer and you'll get a definite... Yes? Mrs. Herbert Whitman? That's right. Is Mr. Whitman home? Oh, no. I'm terribly sorry. He left for Los Angeles this morning. Know where we can get in touch with him there? I believe he's staying at the Ambassador Hotel. I expect him back in a few days. Is it urgent? Afraid so. Police business. Police? Oh, dear. Perhaps you better come in. Yeah, thanks. I followed right on his heels. Mrs. Whitman assumed we were together. Who was I to disillusion her? Won't you be seated? Thanks. Where was your husband last night? At home. Why do you ask? Hold on. He was home all evening? That's right. We discussed going out, but it was so rainy. Mrs. Whitman, I have a warrant for your husband's arrest. What? There must be some mistake. On what charge? Murder. Now, let's go over last night again. But but I I told you... His partner says you rang him up last night, looking for your husband. Care to revise your statement? I... I... Okay, you win. I'm through covering for that dope. Listen, I don't know what Herb's been up to, but but me, I'd just as soon sidestep trouble when I can. Sure. Only natural. Level with me about what went down, and I'll tell you what I know. Deal? Deal. Here's the situation. Your old man's been cooking the books at work. He embezzled almost 200,000 bucks before his partner got wise. That rat. Yeah. His partner Ogden hired my agency to investigate. Agency? I thought you were cops. I am. She's a P.I. No kidding. A lady gumshoe? That's right. Interesting. Some days more than others. An investigator named Bobby Teal was assigned to shadow Mr. Whitman. Last night, someone shot Teal. Everything points to your husband. Ready to spill now? 
First off, I never saw one red cent of that dough. I had no idea there was any funny business going on. I sure ain't taking the fall for Herb. A girl's got to look out for herself. You said it, sister. I ain't your sister. And I ain't Mrs. Whitman. The name is May Landis. <laughs> Might be a real Mrs. Whitman somewhere. Who knows? Herb and me been living together a year. These last few weeks, he's been jumpy. How come? He claimed he was worried about the business. You buy that? How do I know? Something had him on edge. Two days ago, I noticed his pistol was gone from the drawer. He started carrying it with him. What's the big idea, says I. He says he's being watched. He wants to know if I'd noticed anyone suspicious hanging around. Had you? No. I told him he was nutty. Go on. Night before last, out of the blue, he tells me he's in big trouble and how he might have to take a powder. He says if it comes to that, he'll give me enough dough to tide me over. Did he act scared? More like excited. Packed his bag so they'd be ready in case he needed to blow town in a hurry. Then he burned all his photos, plus a bunch of letters and papers. Why'd he do that? You think I know? So when you fed us that line about the Ambassador Hotel, you knew. I don't know nothing. His bags are still in the bedroom, still packed. When he didn't come home last night, I, I had a hunch he'd flown the coop. I got 20 bucks to my name, and the rent is due in four days. That's tough. When was the last time you saw him? Last night. He ate dinner at home. Then around 8 o'clock, he said he was heading to Ogden's place to talk business. But he lied. How do you know? Because I ran out of smokes. I smoke Russian cigarettes, and you can't find them in this neighborhood. So I rang up Ogden to ask Herb to pick some up on his way home. Ogden told me Herb never showed up. When was this call? I don't know. Ten? Has Whitman got any family? Not that I know. Any idea where Whitman would go if he was on the run? No. You think you know a guy. I do know. He spent three years in the slammer. What? Where? Well, what for? Oregon. Forgery. He let it slip one night when he was plastered. He was using a different name then. Barber, Barker, something like that. He claimed he learned his lesson good. Swore to me that he'd walked the straight and narrow ever since. Ha. Take a look at this gun. Can you identify it? Yeah, it's Herb's. Wait, is that the... Murder weapon, yeah. We appreciate your time, Mrs. Whitman. Miss Landis? Wait a minute. Where do I stand? You're not going to lock me up as a witness or anything, are you? Not today, but don't leave town. Here's my card. If you hear anything or remember anything... Oh, no. This is a police matter. If you hear from Whitman, you call me. Here's my card. Then maybe call me right after. We pay a reward for tips that pan out. I sure could use the dough. We finally made our exit. Once outside, Dean remembered he was a big, tough man and worked up his nerve. Okay, this is a definite offer. You want to get some lunch with me? Now? Yeah. You buy in? That's the idea. Okay. That Landis dame's a Lulu, huh? I wonder how much she really knows. She identified the gun. And gave us the scoop about Whitman doing time up north. Yeah, but both those facts were sure to come out sooner or later. If she's smart, she'd spill the beans about stuff we'd find out anyway. Sure. Makes her seem trustworthy. Makes us more inclined to buy whatever else she feeds us. So which is she? Smart cookie or dumb Dora? What's your guess? Uh-uh. We're pros. We don't guess. We find out. That we do. I'll slap a tail on her and cover her mail. I have the number of a taxi she used. I'll find out where she went. We need samples of Whitman's handwriting to check against any mail that arrives for the dame. He might try to make contact. I can get samples from his partner, Ogden. Sounds like a plan. 
Dean stuck by me while I traced the taxi Bobby had noted in his report. Twenty minutes in the taxi company's office and we learned that May had taken a cab to a place on Greenwich Street. That was our next stop. Kind of a dump. Wonder what brought May to this part of town. Or who? We need to find out who lives in that building. Hey, ma'am! What? We're looking for the landlord. You and the boyfriend need a place? I got a vacancy. No, we... Are you the landlady? Ooh, a genius. Mind if we ask a couple questions? Sure. Come on in. The landlady showed us into a dingy basement flat where three dirty kids wrestled with a pup. So, I got a studio and a one-bedroom. We're not looking to rent. Then what do you want? Police business. Ah, jeez. You kids, hike down. Take that mutt outside. Go on. Name? Murphy. Mrs. Ida Murphy. Mr. Murphy around? Kick the bucket five years ago this March. May he rot in hell. Okay, Mrs. Murphy. Tell us about your tenants. Oh, no. I got nothing to say. I'm a woman that minds her own business. Sure, I can see that. I was just curious about the people in number one. You mean the Crawfords? In their 70s. Live there with their grandkids. I suppose you're going to tell me that they're bank robbers. Nah, she must have been mixed up. It's the people in number two. Mrs. Lawson and her twins, Jimmy and Johnny. Been here six years. The questioning went on like that with Mrs. Murphy making no secret of her opinion on our stupidity. Then we got to apartment 3B. Mr. and Mrs. Kirk. And? And nothing. Seems like decent people. How long they been here? Couple months. What's he do for a living? Dunno. What's he look like? Like an ordinary man. I ain't a cop. I don't go around snooping into people's faces and prying into people's business. How old is he? Late 30s, early 40s. That neighborhood. Tall or short? In the middle. Shorter than you, taller than me. Mustache? No. Beard? No. What about his hair and eyes? Dark. Dean had wandered until he was behind Mrs. Murphy. Our eyes met. He silently mouthed a name. Whitman. Are we done yet? Couple more questions. That's what cops always say. What about Mrs. Kirk? What about her? What's she look like? Light hair, 30-ish. Not bad looking if you go for that type. What type is that? Flozy. The Kirk's around much? They come and go. I ain't sure. I'm sure. They're hardly ever here. And when they do show up, it's only during the day. How'd I do? Dunno. Not my business. Are they here now? No. Mind if we take a look? Yes, I mind. You can't- Quit your yammering. Take us a 3B and unlock the door. Go easy, big guy. She don't want no trouble. That's right. I gotta say, I hate to think of a respectable widow like you, a mother, tossed in a cell with the Kirks. A cell? And all because she refused to let us- All right, all right. I'll open the damn door. Cops. Grumbling and growling with every step, she led us to the Kirk's apartment, unlocked it, and left. There was some clothing, male and female, but the place, two shabby rooms, plus kitchen and bath, practically screamed temporary. No photos, no pictures on the wall. No pillows. What is it with women and pillows? Who cares about pillows? Women. Why? One of life's eternal mysteries. Kitchen's empty, unused, no groceries, canisters for coffee, sugar flour, all empty. Hey, look at this. A pack of Russian cigarettes. Ho, 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 bingo. What? A brand new box of 32 caliber cartridges. Eight, nine, ten of them missing. This joint is a hideout for Whitman and May Landis. Who are you calling? The captain. I'm going to request a couple of patrolmen hold up here until Whitman shows. After Dean finished his call, I grabbed the phone and rang Ogden. 
By now it was past six, so I arranged to go to his place and collect some samples of Whitman's handwriting. I gotta stick around here until my men show up. Right. I shouldn't be long at Ogden's. I'll call you on this line once I've got the handwriting samples. I'll be here. Come in. Come in. Sorry to bother you at home. No trouble. I located several letters in Herb's handwriting. Have you made any progress on the case? So-so. Don't suppose you've remembered anything that might help. Well, this is probably nothing, but I did recall that Herb often used to visit the Mills building. It's probably not That's important. That's it. What? Got a phone I can use? In the study. Uh, what is it? Not you... now. I took a look around as I rang Detective Dean. Pretty ritzy setup. Thick carpet, mahogany desk. Kind of dark with just the one lamp. Don't talk. Just listen. Grab the landlady. Haul her into headquarters. Have May Landis picked up as well. No. Yeah, I've cracked the case. I'll explain when I get there. Bye. Quickly, I switched off the lamp and moved toward the sitting room where I'd left Ogden. The door was slightly ajar. I walked up, kicked the door open with one foot, and flung myself back into one side, hugging the wall. I held my breath and prayed that my scream had fooled Ogden into believing I'd been hit. A moment passed. Then he appeared in the doorway, gun in hand, coming to finish me off. Before his eyes could adjust to the dark, I slammed down my gun on his skull for all I was worth. By the time Ogden opened his eyes, two nice policemen were lifting him into the back of a patrol wagon. San Francisco Police, how may I direct your call? Finally. The landlady positively identified May Landis as Mrs. Kirk. Landis clammed up, won't say a word. Now what? Where's the landlady now? I parked her in the captain's office. Ogden's been arrested for attempted murder. The partner? Who'd he try to- Me. What? When? Later. Right now he's cooling his heels in the interrogation room. Let's give the landlady a peek at him. Now where are you dragging me? I'm an honest citizen and I- Shut up. Take a gander through the one-way glass. Holy cow. Recognize that guy? It's Mr. Kirk. He is? You sure? I guess I know my own tenant. That cinches it. What does? Detective, can you have a patrolman drive Mrs. Murphy home? Sure, but... About time! Here, this room is empty. Come on. Okay, okay. I'm out of patience. How did you know Ogden was Kirk? What the hell's going on? Spill it. Fine. Look, I had an advantage on this case right from the start. I knew Bobby. I trained him. He was no dope. He might have followed a man he was trailing to a vacant lot on a rainy night, but he would have been wary. He would have had a gun in his hand. Only he died with empty hands. Shot close enough to scorch his coat. It was someone he knew. That was my take. That let out Whitman. It had to be someone that could persuade Bobby to step away from his post for a quick word. You figured it was the guy who hired him, Ogden. He was a suspect for sure. Enter May Landis, who starts feeding us a line of hooey all designed to cast suspicion on her fake husband. She IDs the murder weapon as belonging to Whitman. Then she alibis Ogden with that story about a 10 p.m. phone call. That was a stupid lie because phone company records will reveal whether or not she made that call. Bobby was shot at 10. That's when I figured that she and Ogden were in cahoots. With Whitman as the fall guy. When the landlady described Mr. Kirk, you thought it was Whitman. But her description fit Ogden, too. Besides, why would Whitman and May Landis need a hideaway? They lived together. But if Ogden and May were fooling around, they'd need a love nest. So, tonight at Ogden's place, I laid a trap. With you as bait? 
Damn it. I had a theory, but no proof. I had to spook Ogden into acting. You could have been killed. I wasn't. Instead, there are two bullet holes in Ogden's mahogany desk and a dent in his skull where I damn near cracked it. <laughs> you are a scary woman. You better believe it. Oh, while I was in the study, I spotted dried mud on the carpet. The vacant lot where Ogden plugged Bobby must have been a mess in the rain. I bet the lab can prove whether that mud came from the murder scene. I still don't get why Ogden bumped off Teal. To Ogden, Teal was nobody. Just a way to frame Whitman for murder. On account of the Landis woman? Partly, but mostly money. The missing 200 grand from Ogden and Whitman. You think Ogden was the embezzler? Whitman did the books. They're both crooks. But Ogden was greedy. He wanted the dame, the doe, and his ex-con partner on the run. So Ogden and May meet up at their hideaway during the day when Whitman is at the office and Ogden is out on sales calls. That's where they hatch their scheme. Ogden hires my agency with a sad story about a thieving partner and Bobby gets assigned to investigate. Could have been you. Yeah. All Ogden needed was someone to shadow Whitman, make him twitchy. Didn't matter who. On the night of the murder, forget everything Ogden said, everything May Landis said. Here's what really happened. Ogden shows up at Whitman's place to talk. Whitman is jumpy. He insists he's being followed. The partners go for a walk to see if they can spot the tail. The streets are mostly empty because of the rain, so they're able to make Bobby. Ogden orders Whitman to wait while he confronts the man. Ogden and Bobby go into the vacant lot where Ogden pulls his gun and shoots. Bobby never saw it coming. Never stood a chance. Ogden rushes back to his partner and goes into his act. My God, he grabbed me. I shot him. We got to get out of here. Whitman has a record. He panics and takes off, fleeing the city. Which works out perfectly for Ogden, until you take the case. Bobby was a good guy. It ain't justice, but it's the best I could manage. Your best is pretty damned impressive. Thanks, detective. My name is Joe. <laughs> okay, <laughs> whatever you say. <laughs> That'll be the day. Look, I got a ton of paperwork to fill out on this case. Me too. Got a report to the old man and dictate a case file. Yeah, but I was thinking... What? Later, I could maybe buy you a drink if you want. Maybe we could lift a glass to Bobby Teal. Maybe we could. Who Killed Bobby Teal was adapted from a short story by Dashiell Hammett, with Katie Marringer as the op, Richard Rather as Detective Dean, Aaron Philpott as Mrs. Whitman, David A. Gingrich as Ogden, Linda Bronski as Ida, and Margaret Rather as Mabel. While stages around the world remain dark, Artist Ensemble Theater is producing theater for the mind. Visit artistensemble.org to learn more. If you can, hit the donate button, or better yet, become a patron. Patrons pledge monthly support in amounts as low as $5 and receive bonus content. Thanks for listening.